They're gonna put me in the movies They're gonna make the big star out of me We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally you're listening to the Talk Hard Podcast presented by Walk Softly Films, where we talk about movies and some other stuff. Brought to you by three indie filmmakers. I'm your host, Alan Martin. With me, as always, Scott Stafford. Konnichiwa. And Todd Sheen. Para Noel. Sorry. Guys, it's a Force Watch episode. Let's do the thing. Let's do this. We're talking about Phantasm. Of course. From the year? 1979. Good year for horror. Good year for... Jeez. Directed by? Don Coscarelli. Coscarelli, everybody. This is uh, this was Todd's pick. Um, as he won, he, he regained his spot atop the Force Watch Mountain and uh, had us watch a Halloween film because when we were doing this, it was before Halloween. <laughs> and now we are five days before Christmas, but that's what we do. So... Um, all right, let's let's get into this film. We're going to do it a little different because Scott and I have seen this movie a total of one time. It was over two months ago. Yeah, we took notes on the movie. We read back over our notes, and about half of them did not make sense to us. We're a little confused by our own notes. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds like par for the course on on Fantastic, especially now, the first one. Now, Todd has seen this movie many more than times than twice, uh, so. Here's this? how here's how we're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about the movie as best we can, but when we run into a note that we don't understand, mm-hmm. we're gonna shoot it at Todd, and we're gonna have him tell us what it means. Absolutely, yeah. sounds I, like I a want, fun game. Wanna, it <laughs> does. Todd, Todd's I do want to say, interpret our notes for us. <laughs> I do want to say this was uh, back in early '80s. This was the second second uh, VHS movie that I purchased. The first wow. one was Night of the Living Dead. Sure. The second one was Phantasm. Phantasm. And I had that tape and watched the heck out of it. Mm. Uh, Alan and I were mm. both terrified. Our experience with the movie was we were both terrified by the box art yep. in the in the good old rental house. I would actively avoid it. Video Villa and uh, Minute Mart. Home uh, Movies to Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the hits. What about, uh, what was that other place in town? Um it was, oh, Movie Shack. Movie, movie Shack. Shack. Yeah. It was fairly close to Oh God, You Devil, which I was also kind of, I would always be drawn to that box art. And Were you weirded out that by one. it or did you like it? <laughs> uh, I was intrigued. Yeah. Look at this old man. Yeah. What's the deal here? <laughs> he's God and the devil. Yeah. And he's smoking. Third, third Oh God movie, you know? There yeah. were three Oh God movies. That's weird. I remember when the first one came out, Mom said, yeah, you can't go see that. It says, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm shocked that, yeah, anybody. Right. Uh, yeah. In our town. I was if they ever watched it. Yeah. Damn old Kentucky. I would think there weren't a lot of rentals for yeah. that. Yeah. John Denver. John Denver in a, right. in a leading role. So after not watching this movie for two and a half months, I took a stab at the plot. Okay. I did too. So okay. let's, you do yours and then I'll do mine. Dueling plots? Yeah. Okay. What if we went along the same lines? Okay. <coughs> okay, here's mine. A juvenile delinquent and his eventual and eventually his older loser brother commit multiple felonies against an old mortician. 
But the freakishly strong Undertaker has a team of Jawas and a Swiss Army ball at his disposal to thwart the criminals' efforts and teach them the ultimate lesson. I like it. That's good. Are, right. are you, you going to judge a winner between these two? I can if you oh, want okay. me to. All right. Yeah, let's, turn, winner, let's turn it winner, into a competition. That's wow. how we The winner gets the rest that. of the 18. <laughs> a little more time. The, the winner gets the rest of the 1854 Pepsi. Pepsi. Okay. Uh, an interdimensional mongoloid runs a human slavery hustle out of his mortuary using the old turn into a woman, lure dudes into sex, kill them, and turn them into reanimated dwarves trick. <laughs> And this is a tough one. You, you, uh, reanimated dwarf sex. That, that, that did it. That did it for him. <laughs> that me. was I'm it. Go was the, up. He tips the cap to Scott for the, for the animated dwarf sex. Yeah. Went, went to the, went to some big words there trying yeah. to, you did. You tried to play tried unfairly. To, to sway the judges. That's fine. I could take my, I mean, I opened with mongoloid. So <laughs> that's true. That's yeah, like you, a, you didn't start out strong. That's, I was, that's a fight. <laughs> I was going for five star comedy word. Right. Well, you didn't. You didn't say waterhead. So I was true too with Jawas, but it was too late in my. I should have opened with that. I, I did. I heard that and I appreciated it. And there, I've got a little note for that too. All right. So. All right. Not a note, but just a yeah. All right. So um, to start the movie out, can I read you the first line in the Phantasm Wiki? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is how the movie starts, according to Wikipedia. Tommy and a woman. Mm-hmm. played by Kathy Lester, have sex in Morningside Cemetery, after which the woman kills Tommy with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the movie opens. And you know what? Yeah. Dead on. Dead so, on. As Todd Sheen movies tend to do, it opens with sex. Yeah. Or murder. Or both. Let's, or bo- let's compare my first note with Wikipedia's. Okay. Graveyard sex, colon, one boob, a knife, and it was a dude? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and my first note was, of course, we start with sex in a graveyard. <laughs> yeah, it really is the ultimate sheen opening. Well, you know. I mean, there were plenty of other movies that had the carnal pleasures in it, but none that started in a cemetery. All right. So... I'm just going to go off of Wikipedia to okay. try to get this outline because yeah. I didn't really do an outline. So, so it looks like uh, Tommy's friends after he, well, after he dies, um, including Jody Pearson, who's one of the uh, main pro tags yes. in the movie, um, and and family man Reggie. <laughs> sure, it's yes. well, <laughs> what? I don't know how that. Where got did in they there. get that from? I don't know. You know what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, yeah, we'll talk about that later too. All right. I mean, you know, Reg drives a an ice cream truck. Right. I don't a nice one too. That's yeah. all I know about Reg, and he, you know, he plays some guitar. Yeah. He not only drives an ice cream truck, he owns an ice cream parlor downtown. Oh yeah, and, yeah. which you will see if you watch any of the deleted scenes. I probably won't. You probably won't. They're not but very. If horrific. the three hour cut comes out, I will watch it. Okay, I will say that. Uh, my note for my first note, I, I, I understand this one because I did write nice skullet as soon as I saw mm. Reggie. Had to comment <laughs> on the skullet. Yeah. <clears throat> so they attend Tommy's funeral, believing it to be a suicide. And they, uh, they didn't bring along younger brother Mike because his, their parents had recently died and Mike would be traumatized by another funeral. <laughs> uh-huh. So 
Mike uh, has been secretly observing the funeral um, from the bushes. He's a bit of a peeper. He is. Mike is. He's a peeper. He's a little creepy. He's a peeper. creepy little kid. <laughs> After all the mourners leave, though, Mike hangs around and sees the the Morningside mortician lift Tommy's 500 pound casket. Old man strength. <laughs> <laughs> Old man strength. <laughs> Loaded into the hearse. Yeah. Instead of completing the burial. Yeah. yeah. All by himself. I mean, and yeah. and he like one arms it. Yeah. It, if you, even, it's yeah. not even a struggle. Yeah. Just imagine like walking up to the side of a coffin and, and putting your arm around it and then just huh, hefting that big boy up. That's what he does. So what is, what does my note here mean, Todd? Um, <laughs> okay. I have in quotes, the funeral is about to begin. Sir. Sir. Why did I write I wrote that note? Um, okay, so... Did I think that was funny? It's a big-time jump scare in the movie. Okay. Um, you've got uh, Jody's characters walking through the, the mausoleum, mm-hmm. and he's looking at things. It, there's no dialogue. It's very quiet. There's a, a moody synthesizer score under, under everything. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, and it's um, and then he's just kind of it's one of those where he's looking at things. You get some different camera angles, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the tall man, played by Angus Scrim, his hand comes down on his on his shoulder real hard, mm-hmm. and he jerks his head, and then you see him, and he's like, "The funeral's about to begin." Sure. Ah, uh, I see. Maybe yeah. I liked that line. I it was a good line. It, down. it yeah. was a good line, and, and like I said, it was one of those. It was one of those jump scares that it got you. If you were mm-hmm. in the theater, if you didn't know it was coming, it it was so sudden, well placed, it really got you. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. So after the burial, and uh, or after not, he didn't bury him. He put him in the hearse. But we one armed him up, mm-hmm. and so Mike is trying to ride off on his motorbike, but the tall man somehow telepathically knocks him off his motorcycle. Is that what you guys got? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Mike Rale- relays this story to a fortune teller. <laughs> I, I started to get lost. Right, this scene really threw me for a load. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This movie really did jump yeah. around a lot. I was baffled by <clears throat> the young girl about... Mike's age and her, yeah, the fortune telling grandmother who seemed to be having a real good time. Yeah, who it, I put in my notes was maybe played by Ozzy Osbourne. It could have been. <laughs> Looked, Looked a like lot it. like him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, th- this whole scene kind of did confuse me too. So he, he tells him his fears about um, about the tall man and all that, and also his fears about he thinks Jody's going to leave him. His mm-hmm. parents just left. He's he's thinking Jody's going to leave him. And um, so she seems to magically produce a black box, sets it up on the table, and tells Jody to put his hand in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or so, uh, Mike. Mike. Yeah, tells Mike to put his yeah. hand in it. Right. Right. Uh, let's see. I had another note on that, too, I think. Put your hand in the box. What? Okay. Put your hand in the box. Yeah, I know exactly what this note is. The, the car is... Screwing up, right? In this scene, the, the, right before this, or is it after it? Because I don't want to jump. But when um, is the car screwing up? Oh, when he um, when he pulls into the driveway? Yeah. And they, okay. Um, that is... Because my note about the black box is after. 
<clears throat> it must the car. There's a. I've got a Barracuda note before okay. the box. Okay, so maybe it's before then. Maybe. Okay, so let me go back to the to the car. So the car's screwing up, right? It's not running right, or, or it dies, or something. And Mike, I guess, is a little bit of a mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jody, and he says, Jody gets a lot of free labor out of Mike. <laughs> right. Yeah, even though he's eleven or twelve, but yeah. he's working on the car. And then you see Jody because Mike Mike says, I think. I think it's one of these headers in here, and Jody's got, has this look like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. One of these headers is that what's wrong with the car? Okay, let me just say, as somebody who works on cars, <laughs> a header will not make a car run bad. You can take a header completely off; a car will run just fine. <laughs> a, a header is something you put on the exhaust if you want the exhaust to run more openly than a manifold. It has nothing to do with the way a car runs, so. It drives me absolutely insane most of the time when I watch people work on cars and movies. So, uh, apparently, the writer knew as much as Jody did about, <laughs> yeah. about the car. Yeah, like just how hard is it to consult with somebody who knows about cars to yeah. say what could it be? What a plug or a wire maybe going? What if he was using this header in a new way? In a new, <laughs> how many ways you can use it? <laughs> I don't know. All right, so they go into there with the with the black box. He sticks his hand in it. Mm-hmm. Would any of you all have ever done that? <laughs> to a box that just magically appeared, magically on appeared a in front of Ozzy Osbourne? Teller. Yeah. yeah. Probably not. I, I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. Mike's braver than us, though. He sticks his hand right in and starts to panic because something is, has grabbed it, it looks like. Something's gripped his hand. But he's he's being told by grandmother, don't be afraid. And don't he, fear, Michael. Don't fear. There you go. Don't yeah. fear. I, yeah. I've got that note written down. It must fit in right there. There you yeah. go. <clears throat> so he... he he uh, calms down, and the box releases him. And so after Mike leaves there, he goes to investigate the Morningside Mausoleum, right? And he finds a strange room filled with light, white light. This is the girl, right? Yeah, the girl goes. The girl does. Uh-huh. And then she screams at what she sees, and then we, we never, never see, see her, her again. again. That's right. Yeah. yeah. wonder if she's in a deleted scene. Is she? Never saw. Um, I'm wanting to say she was in a deleted scene, but not. It would not have, explaining it, anything it would have that been, happened to her. Yeah, it would have been more ex- exposition. So we're just supposed to. I, I, yeah, I would assume that, yeah. it's a mystery. She got killed and turned into a dwarf. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> not to. I'm sorry, not to spoil anything right. for the audience out well, there. We're getting there. We're gonna spoil it. Um, <laughs> I was certain of two things coming off the the grandma scene. Um, okay. One was that. We were getting some foreshadowing there about, you know, Mike is supposed to learn something with the don't fear that would come back in handy. The second thing I was certain of is we would find out what happened to this girl. girl. Guess what? <laughs> one out of two. We don't. You got one out of two, though. <laughs> That's pretty right. good. Yeah. Uh, and you, the grandmother, she really, you know, thinks that was a good time. She yeah. Was, she, was, she had a, good, a good time. Job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most good time had in the movie yeah. by anybody. Like, like if she if she knows what's going on up at the mortuary, she's a real horrible person. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she's in it with them. And let like I don't know. She's acted like she was in on like knew some things were going on, and and yet her granddaughter just wanders up there. And yeah, I don't know. maybe her and the tall man have something going on. I guess she's obviously blind. She she like only laughs right like low, low, very lightly. It's yeah, it's creepy. And we get a. I've got. 
a note here that says we get a musical interlude with Jody and Ridge. Oh, yeah, they have they they do a little strumming on the front sitting, porch, right? Sitting here at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I was really bothered by Blondie apparently going to the cemetery for no reason whatsoever. I I'm I've got some stars down here beside mm. all this. Well, if you notice when she's walking down past the the gate, she's got some flowers in her hand, so she's going to visit, I guess, the grave. Oh, uh, yeah. Of 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 someone, yeah, <laughs> of course. And um, and what happens is she ends up finding <clears throat> that that special room that you find out a lot more about later. Mm-hmm. Can we? Let- so it's almost a mystery. Like, oh, she opens the door, then we see the bright light on her face, and then we see you know the door. We hear the slamming of the door and the scream. I guess right. right? So. Later on, when we see that room, we know what happened okay. to her. Okay, I got you. Can we let my notes guide us to the next chapter of guide this? Guide us. Let's do it. Um, it says here, apparently the cemetery, apparently cemetery makeouts are the only thing to do in town. <laughs> well, other than other than the little cantina that. Uh, where he picked her up in the first place. Right. And then, of course, they drove to the cemetery and then started walking around. Because when you got a really nice muscle car like that, you want to definitely walk around through a cemetery. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm remembering this now, I guess. Mm -hmm. So Jody Mm -hmm. picks a chick up at at the local bar. The lady in lavender that we saw in the first scene. Yeah. Okay. And and she likes to make out in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. She likes it. She likes it. She guides him out that way. Mm -hmm. And then I have a note. Two boobs, pasty butt, wolf noises. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say wolf, wolf noises. Uh, I'm trying to think. Was that? I think they get scared, don't they? By like he 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 gets distracted. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Or no, uh, was yeah. Mike's being a, a creepy creeper. He's yeah, watching. He's, he's, yeah, he's getting. He's, and there's no porn hub at this time. So he's. The wolf noises, and maybe he freaks out and runs, yeah. and that interrupts that Jody. Interrupts the top yeah. drops, and you see Jody, and he goes, wow. Yeah. And then you yeah. cut to Mike, like, peering through the leaves. He's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so as as uh, Wikipedia says, the lady in lavender seduces Jody in a bar and takes him to Morningside Cemetery to have sex. <laughs> of course. Okay, so I wrote it, and my note on this was: it can't be a coincidence that the only legible headstone reads "Bush" <laughs> in this scene. I, you know, I didn't. See, I'll have to rewatch that. That's one. That's the one thing I haven't seen. Well, there you go. Now you can rewatch it and see. Um, and then I, I think. Oh yeah, the old uh, the old panties in the mouth gag yeah. when Mike pops great, his head up. Yeah. What <laughs> the <laughs> heck? <laughs> And hey, I thought he delivered the line pretty, li- you know, pretty clearly. That's pretty good. Considering yeah. he had some nylon in his in his mouth. Okay, I don't know my next note. I don't understand, but I don't know where it is in the storyline. So we'll we'll keep on going with the story, okay. and maybe we'll figure it out. Do right. you have more notes? I, I also the- start to get lost about where I'm where we're going here on my okay. notes on okay. timeline. Let's see if we can figure it out. Okay, so um, Mike who has taken to secretly following Reggie in the wake of their parents' deaths, has an aggressive encounter with a short-hooded figure while spying on his brother. And then he grunts, screaming from the bushes. Uh, when Reggie catches him, Mike tries to tell him about the hooded figure, but Reggie dismisses the story. The family man Reggie with mm-hmm. the skullet. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, my note still doesn't make sense on that, so <laughs> we just keep going. Um, all right, so another violent encounter happens with more Jawas. 
right? More hooded figures. Uh, and then we see the tall man walking down the street and reacting strangely to cold air coming out of Reggie's <laughs> yeah, he does. ice cream truck. Um, yeah. I, honestly, I actually thought the visual of that was pretty daggone cool with the smoke coming out right in front right. of the tall man. And it showed how big he was compared to Reggie in yeah. that moment. Uh, like, I thought that scene looked pretty cool. The slow-mo, the mm-hmm. sound design with his his platform shoes. He's got a hidden. very menacing striding walk, doesn't he? He walks yeah. so fast. Yeah. <coughs> Is your uh, notes making sense yet, Scott? <laughs> it says, uh, Michael in bed, comma, old man, comma, cemetery, comma, undead attack, cut to middle of day, See old man. <laughs> See old man. See <laughs> uh, um, old man getting off. <laughs> oh my! On ice cream truck. <laughs> so there it is. I think, I I think that's where, <laughs> where we are. He did. It did look like a very euphoric moment for the yeah. tall man when it, when yeah, the he ice was, cream smoke was hitting. It was good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh gosh! The old man getting off on ice cream truck. All right, so Mike wants to investigate Morningside and obtain proof of his suspicions to to show Jody. So he's exploring the mausoleum, and this is where we see the Swiss Army ball, right? Right. Yeah. The silver spheres flies, well, flies through the air. Okay. Wait. Okay. You got wait. more. Okay. So. Mm, I think we need to fill in the gaps on on Wikipedia here. So, Michael, the little kid, uh, hides in a casket. He goes to the mausoleum. Mm -hmm. He hides in a casket in the in the showroom. I guess Uh, the old man comes in. He almost opens the casket. Uh, He's searching all the caskets in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike, Mike is. Oh no! The gardener comes in. The gardener, the yeah. weird gardener comes in, almost opens casket. Then the old man comes in. Uh, who? What are we calling him? He's the tall man. Okay, the tall man comes in, says nothing. <laughs> but the guy, yeah. And they both leave. The guy turns around. Right. He can kind of sense him. And you're seeing all this yeah. from inside the casket because Mike took a mm, cigarette uh-huh. lighter and put it on the top so he could. You know, see through the crack. Mm-hmm. Right. And I write in all caps, no reason for any of this, I guess, is what I mean. Like yeah. the fact that why did the gardener even, I guess, just to give you a scare that a he might tension. get yeah. caught. Yeah. Right. But he comes in, doesn't open it, says nothing. Tall man comes in, doesn't say anything, but sees him turn around. They both walk out. Yeah. Uh, yes. Time for the, for the orb. Yes. Yeah. Except my silver says silver sphere. Um, what was that sound effect when he hit his boot with the hammer? Uh, yeah, I've got hammer on foot. Ah. <laughs> what are we talking about, Todd? Help us out, Todd. Oh, uh, we both thought. This is before hiding in the castle. Yeah. All right. So Mike's working on the car. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah, he's yeah, underneath yeah. the car. He gets Working scared. on something. And, yeah, and he, um, he hears some noises. And then somebody knocks the car off the jack or releases the jack. So it pins Mike underneath the car. Uh huh. And he's like, and he's, he can't. While he he's can't, working on the header. He can barely move. Yeah. Okay. The header, the below header. Right. right. And, uh, and uh, so he can't, he can't see what's going on. And then um, 
He hears something. He hears something, and then he sees these two boots that yeah. are standing ridiculously close to each other, and he finds a hammer, and he just goes, plunk. Yeah, whacks him on okay. the tail. And it's, uh, it ends up being Jody's yeah. um, Jody's foot. It looked like a steel-toed boot, but yeah. it may not have been. may not have been. But then he goes, ah, and then he says, what? <laughs> yeah. That's what all the? <laughs> all I've got is ah. Okay, so we both we both thought that was pretty Yeah, no, he, he must have been a pretty good pretty bad ah, take. Yeah. It was like, what the heck? <laughs> or something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, I also put, if Mike is scared of the funeral home and the, the tall man, why would he break in there at night? <laughs> right, yeah. There's a lot of, of uh, logic from these two that yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> the detective part of him. I put down that, that uh, Jody's getting a lot of free labor from Michael on this CUDA unless he has no idea what he's doing and just likes to get under there and tighten some nuts. <laughs> Just, you know, well, or get over there with a wrench and a hammer and go to town, <laughs> yeah. or, or try to try to fix the head or to do things it's not meant to do. Right. Yeah, I kind of think it might be something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, but we're we, you know we're we're supposed to know. Okay, Mike Mike's eleven or twelve or whatever he is, thirteen. Right. And he works on cars at such a young age, so he's very resourceful. Right. And we obviously mm. see that later mm. on down the road with the. Uh, when he's locked in his room, and mm-hmm. he, he uh, which I don't think it's possible that you could take a hammer, a shotgun shell, and then stick a thumbtack in the top of the shotgun shell, <laughs> yeah. and then tape we'll it. We'll get there, because I made a note on that, That's too. a good one, yeah. though. Yeah. It's a good one, right? <laughs> All right. You, it stands out. You remember That's that. That's right. So Mike was hiding in the, in the casket. Uh, tall man and the gardener leave. Mm-hmm. Michael, Mike gets out. Uh, you know, when the coast is clear, I guess, and starts to, you know, go to the door that they went out of and ins- inspect, and he must go out. And, and so it's he, the gardener grabs Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike chomps the crap out of his arm, it right. says. And then. And that's some red blood yeah, yes, it coming was. out of his arm. Now, if anybody knows the Phantasm poster or any of the, uh, the, uh, What's the word? The the uh, advertise not oh, the, advertise the the prom, promotional materials. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like Any of the promotional material from Phantasm, you know, the tall man and the ball. You know, he's got his hand out and the ball is floating mm-hmm. there. Okay, so, so this word this is the 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 Swiss Army ball that we're talking right. about. Shows up for the first time. The Swiss Army ball comes in. Yeah, narrowly misses Mike as it whizzes through the air. He he avoids it. Um, so the caretaker. I guess that's the yeah the who the I'm calling the gardener right, yeah mm-hmm. um the care uh, let's see okay so after the the caretaker grabs Mike right yeah. uh-huh. and then the ball hits my hits the caretaker right in the face <laughs> yeah it does stabs him in the temples kind of right uh-huh. on the side of his temples yeah. and it drills into his skull. Yeah. yeah, and then blood comes gushing out the backside of the sphere. Yeah, and he's kind of doing this thing where, yeah. and it's like <laughs> squirting all yeah. over yeah. the floor. And it is a tremendous amount of blood. <laughs> it's it horrifying. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's a horrifying way to go. I'm very confused at this point because I assume that the caretaker is in on this with mm-hmm. the tall man. So why is his orb like? I'm I'm confused why the orb, you know? Yeah. Does think, its work on him? Like I think it's momentum where it missed missed Mike, Mike and then after it, Mike, and once it hits him, it it has to finish yeah, the job. It has, it has no choice. Job. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, but it really, 
And it, the, this movie it got an X rating back in the day, and they had oh, to wow. cut some of the stuff to, mm. to make it work. Uh, but one of the scenes was uh, was that scene where it hit hits him in the head, uh, drills his drills through his brain, and then you see him fall on the floor, and his legs are jiggling and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But then there is you see a and it's very disturbing, but you see you see a stream of urine just oh, kind of move across the floor. And Coscarelli said, yeah, they 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 saw that, and they're like, no. Uh-uh. Blood <laughs> squirting out of his brains is one yeah. thing, but we can't see the man piss. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that just brings it way – that brings it home way too much. It's a whole other level. Yeah. <coughs> so the tall man gives chase. Yeah. Uh, old Mikey. He, sl- he runs in a room and slams the door and chops his fingers off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, right. I'm inter- and then there's like orange. Oh, yeah. I, put, I wrote pumpkin blood. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yellow. It looked, it looked like mustard. It looked like uh, yeah. maybe French's. And this is the first time that we see what Alan has been referring to as Jawas. I also wrote down Jawas. Mm-hmm. Uh they look, if you've seen Star Wars, they look just like Jawas, little hoods with glowing eyes. They really do. They yeah. are the same height. Mm-hmm. Uh, before this, you've just kind of seen hints of, of things written around right. or, or running around. and, with the and, hoods and, the, and yeah, just silhouettes. Yeah, yeah just yeah. out of sight. And right. I, I didn't know what was going on. So this is the first time we've seen what these things are. And yeah, they're just Jawas. They look mm-hmm. exactly like And And, and uh, Coscarelli, uh, that was another thing. He was like, you know, yeah, Star Wars came out two years before it, but we—I mean, they actually started. They were okay. shooting they Phantasm didn't know before. What Jawas looked yeah, like. they didn't. That's they didn't crazy. Have no idea. unfortunate. Yeah, because it's almost the same time. The only—I mean, the only—the main thing is, you know, the the dwarves in Phantasm didn't have glowing eyes, but mm-hmm. they, yeah, they were short. They had the cloaks, okay. those brown cloaks. So it was uncanny. I was yeah. thinking they did have glowing eyes. No, though. No, not okay. on the not in uh, not in Phantasm. All right. Um, so they attack Mike. There's two or three of them, mm-hmm. something like that. And what he, he climbs out a window, maybe to he get grabs away from one of the fingers. Yeah, uh-huh. and puts it one, yeah, of, the, one, one of the old man's chopped fingers. off fingers. Right. Puts it in his, uh, in his pocket of his right jacket. And then yeah, and then he escapes out of a window, gets yeah. away from the Jawas. Um, so he shows the finger to Jody, which is enough for Jody to believe Mike finally about the stories. Yeah, and I, I like that by the way to break out of. Uh, um, the storyline here for a second, just to get out of plot. I like that because this never happens. It tells him a wild story, mm-hmm. and the first time he believes it, he does have the finger. Right. Uh, but I like the fact that you only have to tell Jody one time, and he's in. You mm-hmm. know, he believes the brother right away, oh, and we don't do have to go through the finger. Yeah. And he's yeah, he's hundred percent into this story. Uh, and his reaction was priceless because yeah. you Remind see us. him you see him open he's he's Mike's put it in a box with a latch. So right. he opens up the latch and he looks in and of course you get a close up shot of the finger moving with this yellow gunk. And uh and it, it lingers there for a second and then there's a shot, uh, it's like a POV shot from the box up to Jody and he's like, Okay. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I believe you. Yes, sir. So the finger, I guess, transforms into a huge fly, right? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, into a bug with teeth. You're right. Yeah. And, and goes after your uh, Reggie. Mike. My note is this thing and, is... Yeah, and Reggie. Reggie yeah. comes in. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. thing is wacko. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, so Reggie sees all this, and then he's in, too, after he sees... 
the attack of the fly. He's then he believes the stories yeah. as well, right? Yeah, it's it's completely nuts. Yeah, I mean they're they're shoving it into <laughs> a garbage disposal, stabbing mm. it with a knife. They think that gets it, and then it flies out of the garbage disposal. And it's funny to see these people, these actors, uh, acting with each other because they're both trying to hold the force of this fly. Right? They've got it in a tea towel. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. you know, when they're doing yeah. that. And, and and it stops, and the, the guy's like, he's looking at it, and then it goes, and it goes after his face again. Yeah, and the, then, the uh, fly in the towel scene must have made an impact on me, too, because I wrote, holy crap, the fly in the towel scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, a finger that, a severed finger that turns into a bug with teeth is, that's it's getting it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then after all that, after the stabbing and the, the um, I guess he, he turns on the disposal and everything, and then, you know, Reggie's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Reggie's the comic relief, isn't he? He really is. I wrote, I, I, I had a little insert note here, an aside, I think, okay. um, that I want to see a scene of the old man running his funeral home business. <laughs> just just the day-to-day. Interacting yeah. with, the, with yeah. the people coming in. Trying and... to sell somebody a coffin. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I want to see what that's like. Yeah. Because he has to do that. Like he, he, Absolutely. He, he runs, he has funerals, and, and you know, they're, they're doing funerals, yeah. and he must sell them coffins. I want to see him, I want to see his pitch and everything. Yeah. You know, try to upsell somebody. That'd be a great short yeah. to yeah. watch, watch exactly. the tall man doing day-to-day funeral business. <laughs> because, yeah, he's got to keep the facade going he's done it for hundreds of years <laughs> yeah <laughs> got to keep his front <clears throat> so jody uh decides to go do his own investigating and he and he's uh, chased away by a seemingly driverless hearse uh-huh. right and is rescued by mike driving the barracuda mm-hmm. okay. well we'll hold up now okay because he first he goes into yeah he goes into morningside he okay. goes into morningside he finds the broken window <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He goes in, and I put one jaw attack, and he's out. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did not last long. And in, all I can think plan. of in that because the jaw, the jaw jumps on his back, and he's trying. He can't get him off because the jaw is too strong. So you see him. He's got his gun, and you see him pointing the gun at. I guess you know to shoot the jaw, but it's isn't it right at his head? Yeah. He's like yeah. ready to pull yeah. the trigger, yeah. and the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. so many times I'm like, don't do it, Jody. Yeah, but he shoots. Blows the dwarf off of him. Mm-hmm. He gets out of there fast. I think uh, it seems like the the rest of the dwarves are coming after him, but he gets out and escapes. Yeah, yeah that, that's the note I put. So you break into someone's house, uh, break into someone's place, cut off their fingers, shoot one of the residents, and then try to shoot their car. <laughs> that's what the protagonist is doing. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. The yeah. Barracuda shows up mm-hmm. for no reason, all right. caps. Right. <laughs> Uh, doesn't say it's him. What is that? Is Mike driving? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't say it's him. And he's like easing up to the car. Mike knows what's going on for no reason. Mm-hmm. All caps. Right. right. I, yeah. I put, this is like the bizarre of feature horrors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a lot of stuff happening for no reason. Oh, so the two run the hearse off the road and discover it was driven, driven by a Jawa. And um, they discover that Jawa was there. Is Tommy, Tommy, Tommy on the Tommy, first scene yeah. getting stabbed by the one boob woman? 
Yeah. By the lavender lady. And he's like where the, the car the car went off the road, ran into a tree, and he's like stabbed by a, like a tree branch or something. Right. And then you see a close-up shot, and then all that yellow goose mm-hmm. pouring out of his mouth. And he's been unnaturally shortened, but weighs significantly more than he did. <laughs> right. Yeah. Weighs the, has the same mass, right. but is a smaller... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Reggie and Jody, Jody decide they're going to go feed the, defeat the tall man. And uh, hold on, okay, you oh, got what Wikipedia's skipping. The, yeah. they, the, that's why, I'm, why. That's why you all are here to fill in the blanks. This guy. So they put uh, Tommy mm-hmm. into Reggie's ice cream truck. Right, right. And I remember that now. Yeah, Reggie says this guy isn't going to leak all over my ice cream, is he? Yeah, yeah. Pretty good chance, and he, Rich. And he does. Good line. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Think, think, you think that ice cream might be ruined, Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Your bomb pops are a write-off. You don't want to sell those after you put your uh, dwarf guts, guts, <laughs> yeah. guts and goo. All right, dwarf proceed. Guts. So Mike's taken to an antique store owned by Jody's friend, and uh, then Mike discovers an antique photograph of the tall man. So he's very nice effect. Yeah. Very nice effect with this. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. So yeah, Mike begs Sally to take uh, to take him home, and on the way they see Reggie's ice cream truck overturned. Mike finds a handprint melted into a block of ice with the same yellow blood that came out of the tall man. So Mike tries to get Sally and her friend to leave the scene quickly, but all three are attacked by a mob of Jawas. And I think I put that's when I put the note. These Jawas are really mean. Uh, Mike survives. By being thrown out of the back window while the girls drive off into the night screaming. And Mike assumes they and Reggie are all dead. Yeah, and I said, way to go, Mike. <coughs> Getting ladies killed for your useless piece of info. <laughs> but I guess that he, you know, he said, um, no questions, you must take me home now. You must take me home. And I and it says why? Because you know, he found the picture and the guy's really old. Yeah. Like what so you have to let people know. Like, like people need to know. What what is that key piece of information? You know? <laughs> what does that matter? You already know something extremely supernatural. Right. You know, and deadly is going on. That's the least surprising thing that's happened <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. To and Mike. It, and it's not gonna help his efforts whatsoever. Not at all. Uh, so So Jody locks Mike in his room and uh, decides to go on to Morningside to execute his plan to kill the tall man, but Mike <laughs> escapes the room. His plan, quote right. unquote. <laughs> escapes yeah. the bedroom. And this is when I wrote, I think I, this is when I wrote, um, let's see. I'm pretty sure this is not how shotgun shells work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like you were saying, he just took thumbtacks and taped them onto the end and then hit them with a hammer and they exploded the door. Yeah. He, he when he when when the hammer <laughs> the hammer hit the door, um the I'm sure the not very thick door or solid wood door. Right. Then it uh created a large explosion yeah. with very little damaging shrapnel. Right. For Mike. Um yeah. and just and then tore a hole through so he could reach in and Unlock the door from the and other side. And also, I put. Um, I didn't know you could lock a door just by putting a screwdriver in it. Oh yeah, so apparently they did that too. Yeah, I'm front on the other side. Yeah. yeah, I made a note that these guys are the worst monster fighters of all time. They're taking on supernatural forces <laughs> with uh, zero idea of what they're facing or how to beat it, and then they go again. 
when those things don't work and they don't bother to figure out, come up with a different method. Well, they're just, they're, what they're doing is they're ticking off a list. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You fall off that horse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right it's that really horse. They, they never come up with a plan. They go and just kind of blindly rush in to, to yeah. fight these things. It doesn't work. And then they, yeah, they just decide to go do the exact same thing. Well, maybe this time. Yeah. And they've seen the, the silver ball work. They've seen the dwarves. They've seen this guy lift a 500-pound casket with one hand. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they keep going in with no plan whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I also wrote, um, and this must have been before all that, who in the world was the woman asking about bacon? What does that mean? <laughs> and then I put Wanda Sykes. Oh. Beside oh, it. yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, uh, Reggie. Reggie's walking through, I guess, um, their house. And he's walking. He's at. He's like, Mike. Or Jody, Mike, where are you? And he he, he he can't find anybody. And he goes around the corner, and then the black housekeeper that we've never seen before right. bumps almost bumps uh, into him. He's like, oh, my gosh, you you almost gave me a coronary. And I don't yeah. think she says anything in, that she that you can make out. She's like, oh, yeah. Well, apparently <laughs> I thought she said something about bacon. Oh, well, she yeah. might have. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. what I didn't understand. Was, <laughs> ah, bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It happens. But, yeah, that's the only time you, you never see her. You never see her before. Or after. I've never seen her in any deleted scenes, so it was just another jump scare. Yeah, I guess so. But so, it really wasn't an effective one because, you know, it was just kind of like, eh, okay. Right. So Jody goes to the morning side again. Mm-hmm. Because four times is not enough. Right. And what we've got... A run-in with the Swiss Army ball? Um, maybe. Todd would know better. That's, I don't have a note. Or yeah, it's not so a, he goes in. Jody's got a shotgun. Okay. Um, yeah. And actually, Mike's there, too. And Mike is... Um, Mike sees the uh, Mike sees the the ball and it's coming toward him. Yeah. This time he's just kind of frozen in fear. Uh-huh. And behind him, Jody comes... Pushes him down out of the way, pulls shoots the gun up, it. shoots it, and then blows it into a million pieces. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I wrote ball shot, no problem. Um, yeah. So that's the end of the ball in this movie. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I've got to take a time out here. Okay. I had always assumed that Phantasm was about a floating ball was with about knives the ball. and Me stuff. Me too. And I was stunned that we got two shots of that mm-hmm. ball. It incorrectly killed one of the people, you know, one of the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. And then the second time it appears, he shoots it out of the air. Yeah. And it's not really a big deal. I was like, I I thought this movie was going to be, like, it was ball-centric. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot more balls what, in the in the other movies. Man, what a cool, yeah. I mean, what a, like, a, what a cool gimmick that you used for three minutes to no yeah. payoff. Yeah. Other yeah. than the one gardener getting his brain squirted out the back of it. Yeah, I, I wrote. I wrote the the main problem in this movie is that the old man and the Swiss Army ball have more personality on the poster than in ninety minutes of film. But you know that's what I always saw. Exactly right. And yeah. like up to this point, the old man has said like three words. And he just kind of walks around, and yeah. you get very little of him. And the ball, you got two shots, and, yeah. and it wasn't very effective. And whereas I thought it was going to be this, I don't know. They had, if you watch any of the deleted scenes, you'll see, you'll you'll see the uh, the tall man. He talks a little bit more, uh, <laughs> but 
Not a whole lot. I think they just wanted him yeah, to be, be kind of shrouded in mystery. Yeah, I get you know? that. Yeah. All right. So uh, after he destroys the ball with the shotgun, uh, Reggie appears and explains he rescued Sally and uh, several other girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they go through a mysterious door that the fortune teller's daughter opened earlier, mm-hmm. where we never saw her again. Um. So everything's white. Yeah, everything's uh, white except for the black barrels. And then there's yeah. black oil drum like mm, plastic uh, canisters there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like the ones that um, fifty-five gallon drums. Like Walter Walter White yeah. would, would dispose uh-huh. of people yeah. on yeah. in Breaking Bad. I like the white room, by the way. Yeah, it's very Kubrick, and it yeah. it, it looked like they blew a lot of their budget on that room. Yeah. Um. So Mike accidentally falls through some sort of portal. Oh, and we figure out that they take a look and and they see because there's little uh, slats in the in the 55 mm-hmm. gallon barrels, right. and they see that they're they're full of each one is full of a dwarf, mm-hmm. and you can hear a yeah. <laughs> dwarf in a barrel. And I've got yeah. a big note here with a star that I didn't know this is where dwarves come from. <laughs> well, Man. they created a new legend with this movie. You can still um, learn things in your 40s. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all little people yeah. for, for that joke. <laughs> so Mike falls through the portal and catches a glimpse of this like red hot planet where the dwarves <laughs> are tolling his slaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's snatched back to Earth by Jody yeah. um, after he has figured out that the tall man must come from the planet and that the corpses are shortened. So they can withstand <laughs> yeah. and the increased gravity yeah. and temperatures. Yeah, the, I yeah. think the quote, this must be a quote, they have to crush them because of the gravity and the heat. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what did Mike figure out about heat and gravity? So, yeah, that must be the same thing. <laughs> yeah, the, they, they have to crush the people to, to so sure. they can be slaves on this planet because I yeah because of the gravity I guess I think I one man. of the one of my one of the things I liked was you know Mike's Mike falls through the you know in through the portal mm-hmm. and he's seeing all this stuff and it's obviously seconds multiple seconds right. that he's looking and seeing and then you've got a shot and it's a it's a medium shot of Jody's got his hand around his belt and he mm-hmm. pulls him through and he's smoking and all that and. And uh, he's like, nobody says anything. And then Jody's like, I just grabbed him there. Just grabbed him and pulled him through. Yeah. Like, okay. It really was weird. Yeah. The I whole mean, thing. It, yeah. And it was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was exchanges like that that made you feel like you, you know, because that, isn't that something you'd say in a dream? Yeah, it's Allison, very Alice in Wonderlandish. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Whole, that whole thing. Yeah. Somebody's riding the white horse, I think. When, yeah. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, the, exactly. or, or the pony. <laughs> the pony. Um, so the, the three of them are suddenly split up by a power outage, and Reggie remains in the dwarf storage room. Um. And places his hands on the portal, which is they. The, this is saying that it mirrors an earlier scene when he stopped a tuning fork from vibrating, but I don't remember that. That's right. Yeah, he's like on a porch. Yeah, it's when they're getting they're ready to do music. the song. Okay. Yeah. and he hits it, and he's like, "So that is that supposed to be some sort of s- symbolism?" Well, or? he thinks back. It, he's it, like, "Okay, it I gives him a this. clue, right?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm gonna. And then he's like, "Okay, uh, let me do this." Uh huh. But. That's over my head, yeah, guys. Because that you you heard that you know you heard that droning noise when you're in that room. So if he hits it, and right. he stops the vibration. Stops the vibration. Stop. 
But it makes the portal try to suck him in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he narrowly escapes. Um, it also stuns the lady in Lavender when he does that, right? Right. Yeah. Because she's got a knife and she's getting ready right, to attack. Right, but then she shapes, shifts back into the tall man. The chick is the old man. Is the tall man. So yeah. All Showed the boobs enough. we've been seeing <laughs> this whole movie. And doing the dirty with dudes <laughs> in the graveyard. Right. <laughs> it's just the tall man. Yeah. <clears throat> and He doesn't seem to mind, though. And, and Jody going to town. Yeah. Down there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, with the panties, in his, the old man's panties in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so, that saves Jody from being stabbed by the lady. <laughs> uh, and um, Reggie stumbles on the lady in Lavender's body and she kills him. Yep, see you, Reg. Yeah, so Reggie's out, mm-hmm. and uh, Jody and Mike flee, and the mausoleum disappears. And I think, did Jody and Mike at some point say they never leave a man behind or something? Because I, I wrote down that Jody and Mike clearly leave a man behind. Oh, maybe you're confusing it with Cobra. Maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> but, but they, yeah, they yeah. split, and they're not, they're just, they leave Ridge. Yeah, they leave the Ridge. Ridge sorry, Ridge. <laughs> yeah. You knew what you were getting into. He's dead. He's yeah. pretty dead over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they devise a plan to lure the tall man into a local deserted mine shaft and trap him inside. Mm-hmm. He, so plan number seven. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, it's a great one, too, because yeah. Jody drops Mike off at the house that the old man has already broken into right, and right. taken Earlier. Mike from yeah. once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we kind of skipped that part, but the, yeah. the tall man grabbed jo- uh, Mike when he was yeah. leaving his after he escaped his bedroom, threw him in the hearse, but Mike... Used another one of his shotgun shell contraptions and mm. like blew the tire off. Blew the, the tire, made the, made the car. That's kinda, how he escaped yeah. him. But yeah, so yeah, so they, so Mike uh, again controls his fear, like Grandma Ozzy told him how mm. to do, and succeeds in the plan. After, but after he does that, he wakes up in his bed. Right after the plan works. Yeah, there's a lot of waking up in this movie. A lot of waking up. Yeah, <laughs> you're coming out of dreams, and what was a dream? And so Reggie's still alive after they mm-hmm. wake up. After he wakes yeah. up, Reggie's yeah. still alive. He goes downstairs, and Reggie and he are sitting by the fire. And uh, he tells Mike that Jody died in a car. Much wreck. what he's experienced was a nightmare, uh-huh. which has been happening frequently since Jody died in a car crash. And uh, Mike appears to remember this and believe it. Reggie tells Mike that he'll take care of him like Jody did and that they should go on a road trip together. <laughs> Which is weird. And it's weird. Yeah. Mike's illegal guardian. <laughs> the ridge. With the skullet. Yeah. Um, so Mike enters his bedroom to pack, and he... Sh- Honestly, this scene was kind of cool, I have to say. So Mike enters the bedroom to pack, and he's looking in the mirror, and he's... Like when he looks up in the mirror, he sees the tall man, right? Yeah. And he turns around, and the tall man's not there. But then, like, the mirror shatters, and the tall man's coming out of the mirror and pulling him back into it. Actually, I think the it was it was dwarves that were in the closet or whatever, <laughs> okay. and they break through the mirror. Yeah, because so you hand, hear that you hear that growling. Yeah, and then they pull him through. Hands crash through there, pulling through the mirror, and then they pull Cut Mike to into the dark. Yeah. 
I was pretty mad about that ending. You didn't like the ending because it gave you so much at the end. It was oh, it was all a dream. Reg is alive. Jody's dead. But wait, was it all a dream? The, yeah, the old man is real. The dwarves are bringing him in, and so I'm left. I was just left. So what? Are we just not supposed to know? Which always ticks me off that you're not supposed to know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And so is it like an unending nightmare loop or? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching it and rewatching it and rewatching it, trying and, to, yeah, and trying makes, to trying to yeah, get clues decide which way it is. Yeah, but the the, the 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 fact of it is, it's all a dream, and and we don't really know what what is what is real. Yeah, maybe yeah. we never what saw isn't it. Dream. Yeah. yeah, we may not have we we may have been in a dream the entire time because every I mean, even in the daylight, right? You know, people are saying weird things. Yeah. It you felt know. dreamish. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, they nailed that part of yeah. it. And, and the fact that they shot this thing over several years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the kid had uh, – Mike had aged. If you if you watch it and watch it close, you'll see him and his hair changes a little bit. It's a different cut. But, but he's also taller in certain mm-hmm. scenes. And it's just, you know. And they, they, do, they do weird cuts and edits to people waking up. Several yeah. times yeah. through this, yeah. so yeah, you, you felt like early on somebody might be dreaming, or you know something's going on with the with the whole sleeping and dreaming, and when people are waking up thing. Yeah, if you if you watch any of the others, if you watch Phantasm Two, Phantasm Two picks up right at the end. They what? actually redo the scene with um, uh, with uh, um, Mike and Mike and Reggie Karate in front of the fire. Style. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Shue doesn't leave him for somebody else, though. Right. So. Right. Okay. Good. That's good. Uh, yeah. Maybe and, Mike died and went to hell, and that was hell. Well, the last Phantasm movie came out about a year ago. Yeah, last December, uh, and it was more of a web. They started as a web series, and then they the guy that did it uh, edited all these web series together, and it's noticeably not the quality or you know, production wise or story wise that the other movies are, mm-hmm. but it does kind of, it kind of closes a chapter because Angus Scrim, who played the tall man died after or while they were shooting it, I mm. think, or they had gotten enough scenes with him to finish it. Uh, so the tall man's in it again, but he's passed now. So what, what would you do going forward? So they kind of ended it. They ended it in a way, but it also, offers up the chance that there could be another another one mm-hmm. uh but who's who will take the mantle of right. the tall man right uh, i don't know uh the, the the other movies i mean none of them come close to the first one but if you watch the second one there's you know there's they try to you you get a lot more ball action <laughs> take that All right however good. you want it good so but um but coscarelli uh, other than the last one, Coscarelli's always directed hmm. and written, uh, and he—they're—they're they're all true sequels. There's no reboots. I mean, it starts at the end of the first one. Uh, the beginning of the second one starts at the end of the first. Uh, the same with the third and the fourth. Hmm. Uh, so you see, it's a clear progression. And I mean, he's—he never sold out. I think he could have sold it, you know, for a reboot yeah. purposes, and he just always chose to keep it. You know the way it was, self-contained. Yeah, um, man, this thing's got a lot of like people in like the Hollywood folks love it. J.J. Abrams, oh yeah, like remastered it in 4K, 
which they say it looks really, really good. I didn't watch it that way, but yeah. I've heard it looks really great. Yeah, yeah, he did a total. Um, he wanted uh, – J.J. Abrams called Coscarelli up and said, hey, uh, I wanted to show um, I wanted to show the, the people here at Bad Robot, Phantasm, is it okay? And I was just calling you to see if I could, you know, if I could borrow a, a print of it, you know. And he's like, well, I don't really have a print. I mean, I've, I've got a, like a really, really old print that's banged up or – I've got a DVD copy you can borrow. It's like, okay, JJ, you, you know you own the DVD. And he's like, really? So that started the whole thing where he's like, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you let us remaster it? So hmm. the bad robot, they've got their own, mm-hmm. I guess, restoration arm. So, I mean, you know, they took the original negative, scanned it in 4K, and then went through and... Um, did a lot of restoration on it, uh, re- restored the soundtrack in, in uh, I guess, Dolby Digital. So, um, so yeah, it's looked as, as good as it's ever looked. And I, you know what? I can't remember. I'm wanting to say it was 16 millimeter, but it may have been 35. I think it was 35. Um, there were a lot of movies from that same era that... You know, they're classics, but were shot 16. Mm-hmm. I think so. it was 35. I think that when I was doing the research, it said that. Yeah. yeah. So this movie had a $300,000 budget, made $12 million. It's, it's not bad. good. Especially, you know, those that, those those dollars, $79. Yeah, I yeah mean, exactly. You, know, you think about it, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, Coscarelli, after that movie, after Phantasm, he's like, I don't want to do anymore. I don't want to do horror. I don't want to get pigeonholed. Uh, so he did uh, Beastmaster. Which, if you've ever watched TBS, then you've oh, seen Beastmaster. I've seen Beastmaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what were the, the little um, animals? The his sidekicks, oh. the little ferrets, uh, Poto and Kodo, or something. <laughs> Another name. I think that was that was based on what he had done with Phantasm, and he just he they were he wanted to do something different, so he ended up doing he ended up doing the Sword and Sorcery epic. But but you know he revisits Phantasm. I think Phantasm Two came out in '88, so hmm. uh, he waited a while and then Pretty decided, while, "Hey, yeah. let's do it." And then I think he did uh, Phantasm Three was in the '90s. Um, Phantasm Four was in the late '90s, and then of course Phantasm Five was last year. So let's wrap this thing up. All right, Scott, you uh, it's one of Todd's favorites. It's the best movie with silver balls that you'll ever watch. What, what were your overall thoughts after we've gone through it? My main takeaway was that I, I was shocked that, yeah, you didn't... It was so light on the tall man, and especially the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, having assumed for you know my entire life that it was yeah, all about that ball. Um, but it was wacko, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was all over the place, which mm-hmm. I, you know, I think you can attribute to the thing being a dream. Like you know that it's not, it's not like all you know because the editing's all over the place. And and I think part of that's you know trying to keep everybody off balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think it's well done by Coscarelli, and it's pretty weird. And yeah, yeah and and. Uh, and the, the tall man was also the chick. And so, yeah. you know, what the, stuff right. like you that. You can't beat that. You and, can't and, make that stuff up. But I do love, I do love the whole, maybe my favorite part was, yeah, that you're, you're shrinking people. You're, they have to crush them because of the gravity and the, and the heat. heat. 
that that was the explanation. It just makes sense. Yeah. It's just good science. (laughs) The shorter you are, the less you have to worry about the gravity and the heat. What do you think? Um, Pretty much everything Scott said. Like, I enjoyed it. Um, It makes sense why, like, I thought, gosh, it's very choppy. But after I saw the original cut was three hours, it makes sense why it would be choppy. Yeah. uh, there was some novelty aspect aspects to it as to why I liked it. And then some of, I mean, I, that stuff in the mausoleum looked great. Like I love oh, yeah. all that scenery um, in there, the white marble and all that. I mean, all that stuff looks so good. Um, but and yeah, that was, was all, that was all fabricated. I mean, it's like, it's like Formica and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it looks it looked really good. Like all that, all the the, the color contrast and all that looked great. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, it did leave me wanting for more ball. So. Well, you get a lot more ball in two through three. Well, and four. Maybe I'll watch two um, and three. And for, if you for some ball, if you think uh, if you think Reg <coughs> isn't enough of a ladies' man, I know you said family man. He did say family man on Wikipedia. But let me just say this: he for is some in in numbers two, three, and four. He is a hound, and well, he's always after it with a skullet like that, man. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. He's Reg is going to put the moves on him. And um, it doesn't matter if it's an an old man, interdimensional being, whatever. Not not even matter. not even close. It doesn't not even matter. Close. Panties are going in the mouth. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, I think the thing that it has that, and I mean, if you watch the others. Um, the one, the one that comes closest to the spirit of the first one is the fourth one. And the fourth one for a long time, people thought it was going to be the last one. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was really low budget. It was probably, it was as low, at least for the time. If you, if you take the dollars and, and do the conversion, right. it was probably as low as the original. And, but he did it on his own. He was able to do it independent and he got the, the cast together that he wanted and it's um, he incorporates a lot of the footage from the original Phantasm into the fourth movie. So <clears throat> let's uh, let's move on. So the last uh, episode of Force Watch, we were gambling on Geostorm. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and I'd like to say that I was backdoored, rear-ended, <laughs> and Bob Barkered like a. It was, it was like you were on display at a German yeah. erotic zoo. Yeah, yeah. expect more of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to have some changes around here. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so uh, we all gambled on opening weekend box office. Uh, Todd went first with seventeen million. Scott went sixteen. We decided in a coup that there was no way we were letting Todd win again. We sandwiched him, and I went eighteen million. <laughs> You ready for the results? Yeah, yeah. Opening weekend, Geostorm brought in thirteen point seven million. So your winner, <laughs> Scott Stafford. See, you and him form this unholy alliance, but you always you you're I get the short end almost as much as I. Am. I get the short end every time. hundred <laughs> percent of the time, it's, it works every time. All right, so Scott, what are you forcing us to watch? It's okay. Uh, I'm going to totally waste this pick. Oh, man. I'm going to take us back to the 90s, okay? Okay. And we're going to uh, experience the genius of the weasel. Oh, oh here we you're go. You're not going to watch Son Holly of Holly Shore. 
Not son-in-law. No, we're going to watch Encino, Encino Man. Encino Man, Brendan Fraser. <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. Only, I'm not, only I, because I recall thinking Encino Man was funny when I was a kid. It's probably Fraser's best work. It's got to be. Because he doesn't talk. It's got to be. So weasel on the chips. Let's, let's find out. Let's 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 soak ourselves in the weasel and and okay. see, see. Why don't you wheeze on the juice? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I still know that. All right. So there you go, everybody. If you want to play at home, watch <laughs> Encino Man. Uh, wow. Okay, that's a waste. That's gonna. I'll probably never win for you. Could. Yeah, I mean, you think of think of all the good you could have done just now. Scott. I know it, I know it, but that's the only one I can remember. I have a list, and that's the like the only one I can only remember. One you come up with. All right, so we have a we haven't decided this before the show, which I think is maybe better because nobody can do any prep. So, what movie are we going to gamble on for the next Force Watch opening today? I'm sure none of us have researched it, but opening Jumanji. today, Jumanji and the Greatest Showman. Um, opening mm. Friday, downsizing, and um, that terrible movie I don't want to see, uh, The Post. And so I pick? And Pitch Perfect 3. Oh. You've got a lot to choose from. Mm. Jumanji, we're kind of comfortable with that you know, action genre. That's what we usually are guessing on stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, the Greatest Showman is... Let's go with The Greatest Showman. All right. Greatest Showman. That's what, uh, man, Hugh Jackman just wants to do musicals, doesn't he? He just wants to sing. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. No more Wolverine for him. No. Somebody please talk to him. And are we doing box office, Rotten Tomatoes? Let's do Rotten Tomatoes, I guess. Okay. You want to do audience or critics or top critics? Let's do... Critics. Okay, critics score on The Greatest Showman. Hmm. And you get to go first. 62. Ooh. All right. You know what to do, Alan. Woo-hoo! All right, Todd, you're next. Because you finished second. Once again, I'm going to go last and still not win. <laughs> okay, he said 62. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a musical. Who directed it? I don't know. Yep. We don't know. Jerk store. I don't know either. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> not a single person, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, hmm. How about... Critics, right? Critics score on Rotten Tomatoes. Not audience, not top critics, just critics. By the end of opening weekend, is that where we're going to look? We're going to look Monday yeah. and see. Not when we feel, well, not in the next taping. Right. By the end of opening weekend. Score okay. Monday morning. Okay. <clears throat> Christmas morning. 60. Oh, man. See how I didn't go one below, though? Yeah, you gave a little room there. <laughs> I wanted to seem like a human. I think this is going to be a critic, darling. So I'm going to go up a little bit. Um, I'm playing to win. So I'll go 64. I'll leave you <laughs> just a little bit of room. All right. Okay. 
All right, and there we go. There we're we're locked in. The greatest showman. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes critics score. See, I think I think that title's gonna be problematic. You do? Yeah. If they'd call it the greatest show or the greatest the greatest show, show on earth, comma man. Or <laughs> the greatest showman on earth. But they just, they kind of, I think they just stopped a little shy. Let's see if there's like any reviews up yet of it. Oh. It's like Todd might win again. <laughs> oh, man. Early tomato scores uh, it's 47%. It's rotten. If you want to run. <laughs> I was Don't afraid of that. the greatest showman. I'm telling you, you just never know with musicals. It's yeah. just a, it's a crash. And that's the early score. So yeah. Oh yeah, it can come up. It can bump up twenty five points, right? <laughs> Surely. <laughs> in a week, in in five days. <coughs> you all are gonna love Phantasm too. No, right, here we go. <laughs> and we're, we're gonna we look go. forward to Encino Man. <laughs> Starring Polly Shores. Man, I tell you what, I'm, you're taking me back to the Danville Cinema Four where every movie, every single time came up out of frame. And the smell of human sweat <laughs> in the theater. Just for poops and gigs, let's see what Encino Man's getting on. <laughs> on the old tomatoes. I bet it's higher than The Greatest Showman. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Can we do a force watch bet on that? <laughs> yeah. What do you want to bet? Oh, what gosh. Well, I'm already looking at it, so. Todd, do you want to bet anything? What on the Encino man? Yeah, if it's it's if it's higher or lower, higher or lower than critics. Critic score is higher or lower than uh, Greatest Showman. Yeah, it's, it's got to be uh, it's got to be lower. Yeah, I bet it is. It's got to be like thirties, <laughs> top tops. Yeah. yeah, with the weasel. Okay, you're way too high. <laughs> Ten. Oh, wow, it's a little low. Fifteen. Oh, okay. we're sitting at fifteen. Audi- uh, that's critics. <laughs> Audience scores yeah, 55. Todd knows his weasel stuff. I he forgot does. some of that stuff. Yeah. Man, I saw Encino Man probably a couple times. I also saw Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law. You're a fan from way back. Man. Yeah. And, um, I did watch In the Army Now once. Wow. In the Army Now. I've seen that. And Jury Duty. Was he in Biodome? Did I see Jury Duty? Was he in Biodome? He yes, was in Biodome. Biodome. All right. I think that's an episode. So um, a good force watch. And, uh, again, if you're playing at home, Encino Man, everybody. <laughs> and let, let's be honest here. This is probably, Phantasm's probably the, been the best forced-watched movie, wouldn't you all say? That you've been forced to watch. Wouldn't you say it's the best? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we watched Hunt for October. It's pretty dang good. Yeah, but it didn't have balls. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we watched... Um, and I liked Fright Night better than We this. watched Fright Night. Although that wasn't a forced watch. That was a Halloween special. That was special. a Halloween Opti op, opti watch. It wasn't actually a force watch episode that we did that in for. So, I, I mean, I'm always now. I'm always gonna lean Cobra over. Yeah. Well, that that's pretty pretty darn bad, but good. <laughs> it's it's, awful. it's 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 so it's, bad that I love it. Yeah, I want to watch it again. I, and speaking, I, I might if I ever win again, we're gonna watch Cobra again. Cobra. Wow! So double up. You're gonna double yeah, up. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. So that'd be some horrible podcast. It would be terrible. <laughs> you could do Tango in cash. No, I know. I know exactly what I'm doing. 
I've got one. You're not going to tell us, though, are you? No. You're not giving any hint. Not at all. No. Because if if you do, you know we're going to research everything going forward. So, because it's going to be it's going to be a good one, right? It's right. And right. by the way, I knew I had won this thing for two months, and still. And that's what you came up with in Cino. Yeah. Could, <laughs> Off the cuff. Couldn't remember anything. I've had two weeks, months to prepare, and I have a <laughs> list, and I could only remember one thing. And Scott invites your comments. <laughs> at walk softly all right let's get out of here um i hadn't didn't say it on the last podcast but thank you guys for listening and for subscribing and for sharing um please do some more sharing yeah we're begging you please, please share please some share. more um but uh oh and uh we've got four spots left when we hit 20 on our reviews on itunes there you go somebody's getting a space Cops a space t-shirt. shirt so there's only four spots left so get them in. Get them in quick. And I'm waiting until somebody gets to 19 because then I'm going to do the 20th so I can get the And shirt. then you're going to keep the shirt. No. Just kidding. All right. So um, They are nice shirts, I must say. Very, very nice shirts. Very high quality. So thank you out there for Scott Stafford and Todd Sheen. This is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally